Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. February 13th would have been my mother's 100th birthday. So a really good friend of mine gave me and found an article about her that was in the newspaper in 1990, which I'd never read. And um, it was so interesting. She even highlighted a few things. But she, she was talking about what my mother really felt and what she was doing. And she was getting ready to, she was about 70, so she was leaving her position in management. And she said, um, the things she was talking about and she was being interviewed resonate so much with me now because I realized that I must have just really grasped everything she ever said because she, she was a couple of her quotes in this article. I've always felt charged to do a good job. When someone listed their property with me, they hired me plain and simple. And if I was going to take their money, you better believe I was going to do a good job. And then she said, if, and it's the same way with the buyer, even though at, or they, we aren't, at that point in time, sellers were, our, you always work for the seller. It was kind of weird, but it was back in the day. But she said, and she probably started the movement. She said, we still have a moral responsibility to take care of buyers and let them know it. That's where you build a reputation, and a reputation goes a long way. Good or bad, it always arrives before you do. And then that true? I love the way that was worded. Always before you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's a good segue into how to become a luxury realtor. <laughs> because truthfully, I never was one. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson. And with me always is the woman who struggles with segues, Melissa Greer. I had a great real estate coach. I still have him, actually. And a few years ago, he said, you seem to be doing okay. Because <laughs> I said, I'm not the kind of agent that, you know, is going to get up and just do make calls on people I don't know. I mean, I develop my business from people I do know or people I've worked with or people I meet. But he said, what I think we need to do is get your price point higher because you're working really hard and you're not making the money that an agent would make doing what you're doing. Because my average price point at that time was 200000 which isn't, it, that's not, for a lot of people, that's a lot. But if you're looking at our business, obviously the more volume you do, it's better for your income. And the more volume, the more transactions you do, your expenses go up. So he was trying to help me balance my business, which I'm not very, the, the financial part of it, I'm not good at. I mean, that's not You're my, good at the people part. Yeah, You're good my, my skill yeah. set is not how to make my business profitable. Personally, I don't care because I just want people to be satisfied and happy and get good service. And I never thought I'd be running a business. And I never thought I'd have to manage one. And that's not my skill set either. So I look at it now and I, I'd say, you know, I do have to manage one, and I'm very heart-based, so I'm probably not the best manager, and I make good mistakes, I make bad mistakes. The way I'd run it is probably not profitable. <laughs> but he wanted to help me get profitable, so he said, the only thing I think I can do for you where you'll understand it is let's try and raise your price point a little bit. And 
that's where Dave, I believe, Tiger Moth came into play because I just said, I'm not really known as a luxury broker. Can you help me do that? And at the time, I fortunately had listed a couple of properties that were over a million. And I treat those the same as I do my other ones. We just do a little bit nicer brochure, do a little bit nicer sign, and hopefully come up with a story that resonates and figure out how to market those properties. Our biggest limitation here, and I know you just asked me that, so I'll answer it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking too much probably, but our biggest limitation here is we don't have a strong pool of luxury buyers. Greensboro is a well-kept secret, and it's very middle-class town, which I love, actually. Yeah. And I'm one of the middle-class people. But So we strive, like, we strive to develop that market and do it in different ways. And so we have to get very creative. And you guys helped me because you, you helped brand me as a luxury realtor. And in return, doing a good job with some high-level execs in, in Greensboro helped me, too, because that helped me get referrals. So that, that's really how I started doing more luxury properties. I think you underplay that it's different doing a luxury house than it is a regular house. Well, I mean, you have to yeah. market it completely different. You do. I mean, I, I always you have to told spend more time, more effort more, into that. Yeah. I mean, the brochures you're doing, you know, what do you do for a normal house? What kind of brochure do you do? Well, for a normal house, we do those in the office. Mm -hmm. And they look good, but they're not what we do for luxury. So for luxury, to plug Tiger Moth again... <laughs> my wonderful marketing people do those luxury brochures and it almost looks like a storybook. It's yes. got it, the narrative is in there. They actually come out and interview my owners and they get to know the house as well as I do. Of course, that's not cheap. <laughs> and so what I always tell a seller is if you list your luxury property with me, I mean, I'll have a lot of money in it before I ever put the sign up. And it's because I feel like I'm willing to put that in because it takes a lot here to and do. And they it. expect a lot more too. Oh, when they, somebody yes. owns, you know, when people have money, they expect a lot more. They're yeah. just used to a different amount of yeah, um, hand holding. And again, if a buyer is paying that much, mm -hmm. they expect a lot. Correct. They're, it's a very sophisticated buyer. It's interesting. Like you can go in a two hundred thousand dollar house, mm -hmm. and HGTV has has affected our profession in that. Buyers don't have vision. They want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you're spending a million dollars, what your expectation would be? Right. Like I walk in my luxury properties and I think if I see a scuff on the wall, I think we got to get rid of that. Yeah. Or if, you know, it's, it almost needs to be perfect because a person spending a million dollars, even a half vision. a million, even a half a million. They want it to be ready. Exactly. So, I mean, it's interesting. I have a house now I just listed and we listed it under, just under five at 450. It doesn't have a garage. It's in an older neighborhood. And we've gotten an offer, and I'm thinking it's so hard to convince seller that to, for someone to spend almost, if you say half a million versus 480, they get it. But if it's in the fours, it's different. So the sellers still need, people are still very picky and sophisticated as they approach that mark. And it's it's really difficult. And now with HGTV, if it's 50,000, they are. So. Yeah. Well, with those brochures, you're also ramping up your photography yeah, compared yeah. to... Oh, yeah. So, I mean, let's go through, like, all the little details that you do that are different for a luxury home, and then yeah. we can kind of talk about some of the marketing, too. Well, the the photography, we do drone shots a lot because usually a, a million-dollar home... In this area. Yeah, it's going to have incredible landscape, and sometimes a swimming pool. 
you know, it may be on a lake. So all that shoots so well from above. So we do that. There's a new thing we have. Well, it's not new. It's actually been around for a while. It's new for, for me because I'm starting to use it. And it's a Matterport. And it's where you you photograph it where you can actually tour it online. Yes. And that's very helpful. The virtual tours. Mm -hmm. It's helpful because with luxury properties, because we have a smaller pool of luxury buyers, I market those. Like I have a publication in Charlotte that I put my luxury properties. We market them almost nationally, internationally, because Greensboro's a well-kept secret. So what you spend here, you would almost double it. And even, I would say Charlotte or Raleigh, you'd probably be, pay you pay a third more at least in Atlanta or DC or any other big city. I mean, you would double or triple and get the same thing. So it's an incredible value. So we have to market outside of the city. I mean, I've sold two of my luxury properties in the past year to people who commute because they're used to living in a big city and commuting. So they don't mind commuting from Raleigh or Charlotte to get a million dollar property that they'd spend two million for there. So it's it's really kind of interesting. It's fun. I like thinking out of the box. I like trying to sell these properties. I love it when they're sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, we even do different events, like broker events at our luxury properties. Um, the I have one out and it's out in Summerfield. It's hard to get people to come out in the country or in the county. So we did, I always partner with a really high-end restaurant and get them to cater it and then we also do something fun so in one of my luxury properties I had a swimming pool so I hired fire dancers to get in the pool I mean that was awesome nobody's done that the owners were there and they loved it and it's just it helps agents remember the property it makes it fun I mean so that's something we do there's a local singer here that I got to sing at one of my other ones when we did an event, but I try and do something different and make it stand out because you not only market to people, I have to market to other agents too. Well, also, you're also helping that word of mouth because the people you're selling to, right? I mean, the, the house you're selling, you know, they're gonna say, You know what Melissa did for me? <laughs> oh my god, do you see those fire dancers? I'm gonna tell you, so they're gonna <laughs> share your name too because they're like, yeah. She got my house sold like that because she went above and beyond well the fire dancers i mean i might have to keep them on my payroll let me know next time oh, you have them coming. well you should have seen the guys video them. <laughs> they did a costume change and yeah. everything it was fun yeah was it men and women fire dancers unfortunately no it was just women i mean i but that's a good idea <laughs> would you want to join next time <laughs> i would watch <laughs> okay. Okay. I, see that. I have too much of a dad bod <laughs> i don't <laughs> No. To help somebody, I help think sell a house. you can put a little tank top on, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh gosh! Now, do you have? Okay, so when I see a million dollar home, I want to go and look at it when it's for sale. Yeah. Like, do you have people who who actually do that? I don't ever do that because I would never want to waste somebody's time. Well, but do you ever have? Do you have to like? Do you have to pre-vet potential? buyers or people who are just kind of coming through and like they really don't want to buy it but they just want to look at the house well I think I'll tell you we do because of course but we do that for any price point because you, when someone lists their home with you that's a big responsibility so you need to be careful who's going in and out and and protect your clients with a with a luxury property yes we get so usually if if I know the agent and I've worked with them for years we know that they don't have time to bring just anyone through. 
if it's an agent that I don't know or, or we always do, I ask a little bit about the person looking without being too inquisitive. And then if it's someone that I don't know, I always ask the agent, do you know these people? Have they bought from you before? And we did have one person, an agent who said, Melissa, I'm so glad you asked me that. They reached out to me on Zillow. I do not know them. I, and I said, well, do this. Just say, because the owners have asked us, anyone who looks at it, we need either a pre-approval or a verification that they've got the funds to buy it. That's not us. That's the owners. And when she did that, we never heard from the person again. So I feel like that we do have to protect our people. A lot of people, you know, they are people who may be doing it to see what they've got. Because when we put the pictures online, it's the house. And sometimes people look at what they have more than what it is so it's a you know it's a big responsibility and and we don't we take it seriously yeah you have to yeah but all it takes is one. Oh yeah but we do it at any price point you want to protect your yeah. clients so let's go back to the marketing side what are some of the other things you do so you have fire dancers <laughs> well <laughs> not I mean, really once yeah. but you, you have people singing <laughs> always <laughs> uh you you have these really beautiful brochures and they kind of tell the story of the they house do. What other things do you do that's important for luxury sellers? Well, I mean, like I, social media. Yeah, this. Well, social media, of course. I mean, it's so funny. We get obviously your company does my social media. We get more hits on these luxury properties because people love to look at them. But they also tag people in them. They share them. I walk around town and someone will say, wow, I saw that house on social media. So that's a great thing. And you guys do a great job of that as far as targeting the demographic. Um, because we get calls from that. The other thing I do is um, there's a publication in Greensboro, O. Henry Magazine. I've been in it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, they're connected to our two finest hotels and you know that have been here for a while. Um, every executive that interviews in Greensboro stays at one of those hotels. So I put my luxury properties in there. And then Berkshire Hathaway has a publication that we always put that goes, it actually gets mailed out to zip codes all around that region. So those are the kind of things we do, a little bit special. Um, I'm a certified luxury broker, so I had to go through training for that. Um, it gives me the ability to get some international exposure, national exposure for my luxury listings. It also, we put a different sign up. We put a luxury sign with a post and it's very pretty and it's you have to validate a property in any way and you want to make people see the value and so everything we do is a little amped up for the luxury properties a lot of the other agents not all the agents mm -hmm. but some of the other ones do it too is that you also market yourself okay. and you market yourself as a luxury agent and that way people see you and see your story so that gets them to think whenever they have somebody has a you know million dollar home they go oh Melissa Greer because mm -hmm. when they just see these houses they don't necessarily remember Melissa Greer because you had a little headshot on there right but when you market yourself and what you do you start to build that story that you are that person I do and you know that that's a double edged sword a little bit because we're in a market where luxury is not as easy or you know, it's it's not, we don't have a huge pool of buyers for that. That's why we have to get so creative about going outside of Greensboro. So when I run into someone and they say, we'd love for you to sell our house, but you know, we know you don't do that. And it's a $250,000 house. I say, look at my website. I have a $50,000 house on there. Today I'm closing on one 
that sold for one thirty-five. I I I started doing this when I was twenty-two years old, and I only worked with first-time buyers. And I believe everyone deserves a good realtor. Everyone deserves good service, whether it's a luxury property or whether it's a first-time buyer, whether it's an investor. They all deserve good service because it is the biggest thing or one of the biggest things most people will buy or sell. It is a huge investment. So I take it seriously. My staff takes it seriously. And I love the fact that people think of me as a luxury broker. It's funny that, you know, I, I would never have even thought to start marketing myself that way. But I've done luxury properties for years. And I do believe that it's important because I want I want those properties, but I also want people to know. Well, you want everything, really. Well, you, uh, yeah. you do. You don't. I mean, mind. You don't. You love selling a hundred thousand dollar house yeah. as much as you love a million dollar house well, because you love exciting. seeing somebody get yeah. excited about either selling it or buying yeah. a house and starting their home or yeah. have their dream home. I mean, there is nothing more important to me than a client saying, "You made this so easy for us. We are so grateful. We love our home." Thank you. And I really think that whether they're buying a $50,000 condo or a $2 million horse farm, it just means that so much to me if they're happy and they're satisfied. And, and it also is a great thing for my business because my business is built on people referring people to me. And that's why it's so important. But, you know, I love, I, I mean, it's amazing the homes that we list that are luxury properties it just amazes me. I live in a two-bedroom cottage, so it's just as amazing to me that I can walk through these. It's a, it's an honor for me to be able to visit them. So to sell them and market them is is great, and I love it. I do. Well, my mother had a great saying, and it's dress for the job you want. So I've got to go. I've got not of course not, not a luxury property, <laughs> but I do have to go do a yeah, quick you said you got listing appointment. So. I, this has been fun as usual. Yeah. Had a Come blast. visit us again. I got to run. We'll see you next Thanks. time. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, everybody. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com. And so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.